0: Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here and happy Monday. We're recording this on Mondays because, well, frankly, we love Mondays and we hope you do too. And regardless of when you listen to this, we hope it adds value to your life. Now, I received a letter uh, from a former youth group student last week. And um, it, was, it was a really touching letter. Um, it meant so much to me. But in this letter, uh, she, said, she said something to me that, that really st- stood out. And I'm going to read it. She said, I saw your courage in changing career paths, and that showed me I can't be afraid. Now, the truth is, I'm afraid a lot. Most days, I would say I have some level of fear for what I'm about to do. I'm afraid every time I sit in front of this microphone. I'm afraid every time I sit in front of the the video camera. I'm afraid every time I push publish on a blog. I'm afraid every time I sit with a client and I'm about ready to discuss life and try to help them navigate this journey. I'm afraid a lot. And so it reminds me of a quote, and it gets gets, um, credited to Mark Twain, but I think everything gets credited to Mark Twain. So I'm not sure if it's really Mark Twain, but we're gonna give full credit to Mark Twain on this. Here's the quote. Courage isn't the absence of fear, but rather action despite the fear. And I love that because it's not about whether we're afraid or not afraid. It's what are we going to do about it? Because I think the the fact of the matter is most of us are afraid. And we try to manufacture our life in a way where we don't have to be afraid, but we are. And I want to rewind a little bit. I'm going to share a story uh, from my journey because I, I think this story will help explain a lot of the way maybe I think and the way that I am. It was August of 2015. I was at the Global Leadership Summit. If you haven't been to the Global Leadership Summit, you should. In my opinion, it's one of the best conferences in the entire world. I love it. And in this particular day, uh, Pastor Craig Groeschel was there. And he was talking about a few different things, but he said something. And he said, one of these is going to stand out to you. And here's the one that stood out to me, and it, it hit me in the face like a ton of bricks. But I didn't know how or why. He says, you may be one relationship away from forever changing the trajectory of your life. One relationship away. And for whatever reason, that stuck out to me. And, and I didn't see it until till years later, but just just a month after that, just a few weeks after that conference, I went up to the Boundary Waters. Now the Boundary Waters in the USA, it's right along the Canadian border. Um, in Minnesota, and it's it's a national park, but it's it's just straight up wilderness. It's a series of lakes, hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands. I'm not sure. Somebody will have to fact check me there. But it's a series of lakes, and it is it is rugged, and it is dangerous, and it is beautiful. And I went up there with a group of men, and we we're going to do this uh, this this men's trip. And we we're going to take a bunch of guys up there, and we we're going to go out into the wilderness. No technology, no cell phones. Um, all we have is what's in our back, and our buddies that are with us, and a canoe. So whatever you can fit in a sack, and you just go. And you cook your own meals, you sleep on the ground, uh, maybe you can fashion a tarp over you, but it's, it's rugged, it's out there. Um, it's just gorgeous out there, though. Um, it's, it's so, you can see the stars like like nothing else that I've ever seen in my life, and it's just the most beautiful place. It's also brutal. Brutal. I think I'm allergic to the outdoors. Um, some of my friends will will be nodding their head when they hear me say that. I'm a city kid. I just am. And so going out into the wilderness, especially with no tents, and you know you're, you're you're pooping in a metal metal container, and it's it's crazy. And I hated it. I hated it. I I was scared. I was cold. My feet were wet all day, from the time you get up to the time you get to camp. Your feet are wet. You're carrying these canoes on your shoulders. You're you're carrying two people's worth of stuff on your back and you're carrying it and and you're carrying it for a quarter mile or a half mile or a full mile at a time through rock and mud and ups and downs and curves and trees and it's exhausting and it just breaks you down and so I'm on this trip and I am just I am scared and I am overwhelmed and and I uh spent some time in a canoe one day. It was a beautiful day, the water was clear, and I was spending time with the founder of this organization, it's called Cold Water Foundation. You should check it out. It is an amazing, amazing ministry. But my, my friend Kevin Sutton and I, we were in a canoe together, and we, did, we didn't know each other, and we were just talking. And, and one of the things that stood out, and he was asking me about my career and about my life, and, and we just had a great conversation, and the thing that kept surfacing was this idea of comfort, that I was living a really comfortable life. I was. I had a great job, and I had a great house, and a wife, and, and we hope to be kids someday, and and life just felt really comfortable, and this idea of discomfort kept coming up, and how I was so dis- you know how I was so uncomfortable, and my friend Kevin kept telling me, he said that's the point, we're pushing our boundaries, we're pushing ourselves, and that time up there just kind of showed me that I can be uncomfortable and be okay, and not only be okay, but get better I can be better I can I can learn to take on more things in life the things that are going to hit me and I can learn to deal with them better and I learned so much from that trip and I've gone on that trip almost every year since it's it's a rhythm of my life I I always tell people they're like you are are you excited for the trip and I would say no I dread the trip I dread it every year but it's a good dread because I'm about to grow I'm about to get better I'm about to build some meaningful relationships and so that happened to me just weeks after Pastor Craig Rochelle says you might be one relationship away from forever changing the trajectory of your life. And that relationship that I I made with, with my now friend Kevin Sutton changed me. It changed me. But that's not all, actually there were two relationships. Fast forward one month, I'm at this random dinner um, that my friend invites me to and we're gonna have a guest and this guest was gonna come and put on this event and so um, my, my friend Julie said hey Travis come to my house. I want you to meet this guy I think you and him would hit it off and and so I met this guy no big deal um, fast forward to the next day um, we, he had this luncheon event and, and The event was cool. It was fine. And after the event I said hey I, what you said it really impacted me and he's speaking on generosity and he said well, I'm free I'm free most of today, if you wanted just to sit and chat, we can sit and chat. And that man who didn't know me, he didn't owe me anything, he sat down with me for hours and hours and we talked and, and I learned so much and um, my brain was about melting at this point um, from how much I was learning and, and the things he was talking about I had never heard before. And It was really it was really a kind of a cool experience and, and I didn't know what was going to come of it. I didn't think anything was going to come of it, honestly. I felt changed. I felt better from having this experience. But, you know, he left and he moved on and a few months later, he calls me and he said, hey Travis, do you, do you remember when we were talking about international ministry? And I said, yeah. He said, are you still interested in, in maybe doing something? I said, well sure, that, that sounds amazing. And he said, would you wanna to come to Hong Kong and interview for a board position for this organization? And I thought, holy cow. That that sounds scary to me. I've never been to Asia. Um, I traveled some, but I've never been to Asia. And he said, if you're interested, we want you to come. We want to fly you and your wife to Hong Kong, and we want to spend some time with you. And I guarantee, had I not had that cold water experience, that boundary waters experience that I had just come off of, I would have immediately said, no, 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 Uh, no. I I don't want to do that. That, that's, That's not me. That sounds scary. Thank you, but no thank you. But that trip up to the Boundary Waters it changed me profoundly. And, and it, despite the fact that I felt really scared, I thought to myself, "I really need to. I really need to pray about this and consider doing this. This is something that we need to do." And so a couple days go by, I followed up with him and I said, "Hey, I've I've thought about it. I've talked to my wife. We're in." And we did it. And that was that was almost six years ago. And It was a transformational decision in my life. And to be able to to do work in Asia and to travel all over Asia and do the things that we've done, see the things that we've seen, and meet the people that we've met, it's changed us forever. And I wouldn't have said yes had I just embraced the comfort. I often think about this quote from Henry David Thoreau. He said, The mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. And I'll read that again. The mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. And when I hear that quote, like, that resonates with me. Because our society, the recipe for success is this. Get yourself a fat bank account, a bigger house, a nicer car, fancier trips, and a stable job. Higher paying is better, but it's got to be stable. Stable matters. We need that stability. The truth is, A quiet desperation does not discriminate based on income. I know lots of extremely wealthy people who would probably admit to living lives of quiet desperation. We're told over and over and over again what we need is security and stability. I couldn't disagree more. And someone needs to hear this today. This idea of how we're supposed to live, it's not working for us. Time and time again People are, are not living happy lives. 70% of our of Americans do not like or they hate their job. Think about that. You wake up every day and you either tolerate or you dread what you're about to do. Yeah, But it's stable. But it's secure. Which I, I think both of those are lies too, but let's just say they are. Would you rather have an unstable life that gives you full meaning and full purpose and you wake up every day and you're excited for what you're about to do? Or would you rather just wake up in drudgery and dread what you're about to do for the sake of it being stable? And I think there are gonna be some people that say I'd rather take the stability and, and to that I'll say, okay. We each have to make our own choices. We have to make our own path. And so I'm not saying my path is right. I'm not saying your path is wrong. I'm just asking you the question. So I used to be scared of discomfort. I used to be terrified of discomfort. My wife will tell you this. I used to be terrified. And then through some intentionality, through some repetition, through some failing, I became okay with discomfort. I didn't like it, but I was okay with it. Fast forward a little bit of time. I crave discomfort today. I deeply desire discomfort. I left an amazing career. I took a 90% pay cut. With a wife who stays at home and two little toddlers that are counting on me. And I took a 90% pay cut. Now, lucky for me, my wife too embraces this idea of discomfort. And I'm so grateful for that. And I love her so much for that. I probably don't tell her enough that. I probably don't tell, that, tell her that enough. And I should because without her being this way, I don't, I don't think I'd be here. I wouldn't be here. I can admit, and, and I think my wife will, will admit it doubly, it's way harder to live like that, life like this. But it's so much better. To wake up every day excited for what we're about to do, to know that I'm living my current purpose. And, and I say current purpose because that could easily change. And when it does, not if it does, probably when it does, I'll change. I don't have financial security. I don't have that stability that I used to. I don't. When you're a business owner it's volatile. There are good months and there are bad months and I love that. I didn't know how much I would love that until I was in it. I mean I've been salaried with bonus for my entire career for 15 years until I left that job and all of a sudden I'm in this, this position where I have to figure it out And there was something exciting about that. There was something life-giving about that. And, And it's scary. But I loved it. I loved having to figure it out. That was uncomfortable. Because I desire discomfort. So as we live our life, we have to find purpose. and We have to find meaning. And I promise you, it is not in comfort. It is not in security. It is not in stability. Stability will not give that to you. Security will give you security, sure. Stability will give you stability, sure. But it cannot provide purpose and meaning. And sometimes, to get there, we have to do something that's uncomfortable. We have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. And there's really only one way to do that, and that's to practice it. And it may, it may start with making little decisions. It might be being at a restaurant and ordering something different something different than what you order every other time. It might be finding something that looks weird and just giving it a shot. It might be traveling to a new place. Maybe that's in the, in the U.S., maybe it's somewhere else. Maybe it's somewhere that speaks English, maybe it's somewhere that doesn't. It might be making relationships with people that maybe yesterday you wouldn't have made relationships with, but there has to be a start. There has to be a, an intentional act to make yourself uncomfortable. And I don't know if I have any next steps. I I was thinking about, okay, what are the takeaways? What are the the four things that we need to do in order to create discomfort in our life? I don't have any. I I wish I did. Uh, Maybe that's a knock on me. Maybe I'm just not smart enough. I don't have tangible next steps. The point of this episode is to plant a seed. I just want you to ask yourself that question. What are you seeking? And I can tell you If you're waiting for the perfect moment, I have bad news. There's not going to be a perfect moment. I I used to wait for the perfect moment. And then I realized, oh, yes, life is messy. Life is crazy and life is scary. Life happens when we don't even know it. And I just had to be okay with that. And I had to to recognize there's not going to be a perfect time to do some of these things that, that seem crazy. So we might as well get about the business of doing them because life is short. The years are ticking away. And so we need to step into that fear. We need to seek that discomfort. So that's all I have today. I wish I had some tangible next steps, but this is the beginning of the conversation, not the end. I hope this gets you thinking a little bit and just considering this idea of discomfort and being okay with being uncomfortable. And if you wanna reach out to us and, and connect with us outside of the podcast, you can find our YouTube channel. Uh, you can find our, our Instagram. You can find my, my Instagram, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. And you can find our, our financial course on teaching young adults how to live for meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. Check it out. We, we hope this adds value to you like it has for so many others. Take care, guys. We'll see you next week.